Chapter 14 of George Washington. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anita Sloma Martinez. George Washington by Ferdinand Schmidt. Translated by George P. Upton. Chapter 14. Lafayette Kosciuszko Steuben. France was the country where enthusiasm for America was first kindled and where it burned most brightly. The struggle of a people for their liberties found great sympathy there because the French people had for a long time suffered deeply under the misrule of the Bourbons, and the discontent was already brewing which, a few years later, led to such a terrible outbreak. There are those who put the American War for Independence and the French Revolution in the same category— but what a gulf there is between the two historical events the cause tyranny of the ruler was the same in both instances but the conduct of the revolution the aim and consequences were as different from one another as the anglo-saxon character is from that of the latin we must again recall the fact that the americans had been anxious for a long time to re-establish the old ties which had been so recklessly loosened by the rulers on a constitutional basis, and that it was not until they had exhausted every possible means of reconciliation, and until the government had closed every avenue of legal justice against them, that they set to work to create a new constitution for themselves. In all their operations they never so far forgot themselves as to misuse the property of the church. On the contrary, their action was consecrated by religion it was and remained their standard in the creation of a new constitution what a contrast to the french people who in breaking the fetters of their slavery overthrew the altars of religion at the same time america gained her liberties in a reverent spirit through earnest work while france possessed by madness rent herself and did not succeed in shaking off the bonds of tyranny though under new circumstances it gave itself grandiose names to deceive itself and others. What do the differing manifestations of the popular spirit mean? The Americans belong to the great Anglo-Saxon race, which has a deeply religious spirit. To them the laws of government mean a reflection of the eternal laws which find their expression in religion. Their object is to bring the laws of the state into harmony with the tenets of religion, to make it an animating and illuminating force in the life of the state. Thus, in seeking to develop earthly life, they draw from a divine source. It is different with the Latin race, in whom this deep religious strain is absent. This is most clearly apparent in the French nation. They have had many political revolutions without gaining any permanent constitutional advantages, and they will probably continue to teach the world that a people, however talented they may be in some directions, will nevertheless never reach the harbor of a well-ordered political status unless the aspiration dwell within them continually to purify and elevate their moral condition by serious examination of themselves. This criticism refers to the French people as a whole. That there were excellent individuals among them no one will dispute and these were full of enthusiasm for the struggle for liberty in the forests of america one of the noblest among them was lafayette he was nineteen years old an officer handsome rich happily married and his family was one of the most influential in france 
he had the prospect of a brilliant position at court but he despised the luxurious life there it was revolting to him to see how the taxes which were squeezed out of the people were wasted and as the frivolous and bewildering parisian life was very distasteful to him he had retired to live on one of his estates far from the capital where he passed happy days in the society of his beautiful amiable and well-educated wife but his love of liberty urged him continually to devote himself to the great work of emancipation bada tells us filled with the enthusiasm which great events usually inspire in noble natures he made the cause of the americans his own with that peculiar ardor which possessed most people at that time and particularly the french he felt it to be just and sacred burning with the desire to take part in the struggle he had laid his plan of going to their country before the american ambassadors in paris and they had confirmed him in his resolution but when they received news of the disasters on long island and were almost in despair of the success of the revolution they were honorable enough to advise him not to go they even told him that in the terrible situation in which they were placed they did not have the means to fit out a ship to carry him to america the undismayed young man is said to have answered that now was the time when their cause most needed help that his departure would have all the more effect because the people were so discouraged and finally that if they could not provide a ship for him he should fit one out at his own expense what he had said came to pass the world was amazed this decision on the part of a man of such rank gave rise to all kinds of rumors the french court perhaps because it did not wish to offend england forbade the marquis to embark it was even said that ships had been sent out to capture him in the waters of the antilles in spite of all this he tore himself from the arms of his lovely young wife and set sail lafayette landed safely in america and presented himself immediately before the president of congress shortly before this there had been some unfortunate experiences with frenchmen french officers had presented themselves with high pretensions to rank and compensation lafayette offered to serve as a common soldier and to pay his own expenses his bearing and appearance immediately won the confidence of the earnest men in congress and he was accorded the rank of major-general washington received him at headquarters with open arms and a particularly intimate friendship sprang up between them which was terminated only by death lafayette found many opportunities of proving his capabilities on the battlefield a noble pole the celebrated thaddeus kosciuszko also dedicated his sword to the american struggle for independence from youth he had been distinguished by a noble and generous nature at the institute for cadets at warsaw he soon surpassed all his fellow-students through his indefatigable devotion to his studies as an officer he became acquainted with the daughter of the rich and aristocratic marshal of lithuania joseph sosnowski and was soon hopelessly enamoured of her both of them were young handsome intellectual and full of enthusiasm for all that was good and beautiful seemingly created for each other her father thought otherwise for he wished for a son-in-law of rank and wealth on his knees and with tears 
kostushko begged the marshal for his consent to the union of their hearts insolent words and threats were his answer in vain the marshal's wife and daughter threw themselves at his feet he threatened to put his daughter in a convent then the lovers resolved to fly together the execution of the plan took place on a dark night but their secret was betrayed and the marshal sent a number of armed horsemen after the pair a struggle took place and kostushko seriously wounded sank to the ground when he awakened after a swoon of several hours he found himself lying in his own blood beside him lay a white veil which his beloved had lost in the moment of danger this he kept and wore always as a sacred treasure upon his person in all his battles kostushko came to america to triumph or die in the war for independence he presented himself without means or any letters of introduction whatever to the commander-in-chief general washington what do you wish to do asked the general who was always laconic i have come to fight as a volunteer for the independence of america was the equally short and fearless answer what are you capable of doing the general asked further and kostushko answered with his characteristic noble simplicity put me to the test it was done and washington soon recognized the abilities of the noble pole with the rank of colonel he was on the staff of several generals when the british were pursued on their retreat from philadelphia kostushko at the head of a band of volunteers performed marvels of valor lafayette who was chief in command of that section of the army which was pursuing the enemy asked on the evening of that fierce day's work who the leader of those volunteers was some one told him he is a young pole of noble lineage but poor his name if i am not mistaken is kostushko the volunteers were encamped about a half hour's ride distant lafayette galloped thither straight away had kostushko's tent pointed out to him and entered it there he found the hero still covered with dust and blood sitting at a table his head resting on his arm and with a map spread out before him from that time the two were close friends we must also mention a german who played a prominent role in the war for independence baron steuben he was a graduate of the prussian military academy the foremost one in europe as washington declared and in him america had a general who was able to accomplish wonders in discipline without understanding a word of english he undertook the office of inspector-general which was offered him and he understood how to train these free men so that a word or a look was sufficient to carry out his orders with absolute precision later the government made him a present of twenty-six thousand acres for the eminent services rendered to the united states during the war and on this property he settled down like him many germans had come to america to help complete the great task of the emancipation of the people from tyranny whole regiments were formed of german immigrants and american descendants of germans and these washington considered among his most daring and reliable troops End of chapter fourteen